This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shot First. I'm hey Jeff, Jeff, watch out. Joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. What do we start eat? Ca- <laughs> start what calling Alex eat? kid. Go suck an egg. This week we're talking about Dick Tracy. Dick Tracy, come in over. Dick Tracy. This movie came out in 1990. Um, starring, or sorry, directed by Warren Beatty. Written by Chester Gould based on the creators by, and a bunch of other people. Warren Beatty stars in it. Madonna, Al Pacino. He also directs it. I just said that. <laughs> um, I just said that. I just said that. I just, I said, just that. said that. Anyway, yeah, Warren Beatty. Uh, Jesus Christ. All right, this IMDb page sucks. The whole, the first 12 people don't even have like Al Pacino or Dustin Hoffman. Or... Oh, I think they're listing them in order of appearance, just like the credits did. That's why. Oh, okay. Well, William Forsythe, uh, Dick Van Dyke. You mean Bobby Lupo? <laughs> Dick Van Dyke. Bobby Lupo. Well, Richie. J- yeah, James Conn. Oh, a bunch of people. This People trying to collect paychecks were in this movie. Yeah, I'm surprised. I, feel, um, I didn't even know James Conn was in there. There were the, definitely a lot of people in this movie. Uh, but as for just showing up to collect, to collect a paycheck, I disagree. Okay. Yeah. We'll get into that. Mm. Um, yeah. That's all I got to say about this. Alex, you wanted us to watch this. Why? What's your history with it, I should say? Uh, I saw it when I was a kid. Uh, yeah, I can't remember if I saw it in the theaters or in a drive-in. drive-in. I think the drive-ins were starting to be like phased out. Eh, around that time, so we were more like just. I think we just saw it at the center, at the old Cinderdome. And I just, you know, after like Batman and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and everything, this was, uh, like it, it seemed to me even now it seems like a bit of a middle ground. I mean, not really, but you can see the influence of both of those movies in Definitely. this one. And uh, I, yeah, I I like it. I still like it. All right. Uh, I'll go next. I know I saw this in the movie theater because this thing was marketed like crazy. <laughs> I think I remember as a kid, yep. you know, McDonald's tie-ins, commercials everywhere. Oh, Huge you kids, McDonald's. you love Dick Tracy. Massive McDonald's tie-in. Yeah. Uh, you know, for some reason, kids, you're going to like Dick Tracy because your grandparents did. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> and um... Your great-grandparents. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. uh, I remember being underwhelmed. I remember I didn't hate it, but I wasn't like it was for Roger Rabbit or Batman. Yeah. Um, so and this is the first time I've seen it since, and it was funny. I did remember a lot of it, but some things did stick out. Was oh, this is what's going to happen here. So some stuff did stick with me, but most of it did not. Scott, uh, a lot of stuff you were just talking about, Jeff. Uh, huge McDonald's tie-in where there was like who's who's No Face, and there was like this big mystery. But it's dumb kid stuff where you know there's no actual mystery to solve, but they make it seem like there is. So it was a dumb kid. You're like, oh, this is going to be cool. Uh, and it was Disney, too, so that that, that marketing uh, 
budget behind it, even though it was. So it was just Touchstone. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that's that why. Dis- that's yeah, Disney. yeah. It's still Disney, but um. And then after that, there, there was uh in Disneyland at the. I don't even know if it's still there anymore, but they had the theater near It's a Small World. Uh, I mean, Jeff remembers the name of that place, but uh, they had a... Fantasyland Theater. Fantasyland Theater, thank you. Yeah. They had a stage show (laughs) for Dick Tracy. I Uh, didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, I still have the main song stuck in my head all these years later. Uh, Luke, be a Jedi tonight. That one? Sounds very similar. Uh, But... Yeah, Happy then, then birthday, Lisa. Saw it in the Lisa, movie. <laughs> it's your birthday. No. No. <laughs> oh, okay. And it's on the theaters. My number seven. <laughs> you, you there, Jeff? All right. Any, anything else, Scott? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and it's on the theater. And it's directed by Warren Beatty. Directed by Warren Beatty. All right. Uh, as usual, we're just going to talk about seven items from this movie. Uh, Alex, why don't you go uh, lead us off here? What's your number seven? My number seven. I was I was saying early a little bit ago uh, the influences between Batman and Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and the negative here is that Danny Elfman did the music for this, so it sounded way too much like Batman, and that was a negative for me. It's like negative. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Just impacted the surface. There so, is. I, I, go ahead. Sorry. No. Yeah. It's just every time, like the music came, Danny Elfman music came on. Like the the singing numbers were all fantastic. Like when Madonna was singing, when they were doing all this stuff during the montages, montages, uh, was great. All the you know the the stuff with vocals, but the the orchestral stuff, it's like eh. Yeah. yeah. I have this a little bit higher on my list, but there's like literally there's this one segment in the movie where it was Batman. Like the music was in, he was jumping off, off rooftops, and people, the cops were looking up at him, and they have the goddamn Irish cop, and then they, <laughs> they go to a bell tower. I was like, this is fucking Batman, <laughs> but not good. Yeah. All right, um, my number seven is, and this is. Nothing to do with really the movie. It's it's well, it's a. It has to do with uh out. How do you know how to describe it? All right, Big Boy did it. The whole thing when he slows down. Whatever. That's Big that's a cool did. little scene. Big Boy did. But Big boy did. a few years ago, Brian Scott and I were golfing, and Scott said it was a Big Boy divot, and <laughs> I lost my shit. <laughs> oh my god! I hadn't heard that in forever, and Scott's like, "It was a Big Boy divot. <laughs> Big Boy divot." So that was I just kept waiting for that in this movie. Not that it's that great of a thing, but just remembering Scott is dumbass at the golf course. And then he got hit with a golf ball, so you deserve it, Scott. That was different. Oh. So well that that isn't to say that I didn't deserve it, but that was a different outing. Um so yeah, big boy divot is my number seven. <laughs> Scott, what's your number seven? Uh so oh just want to say getting hit by golf balls sucked. But anyways, yeah. Uh, you shouldn't have been standing there. Yeah, I know. What an asshole. <laughs> uh, so that guy. My number seven is uh, it's the music. Um, what I, I was surprised that uh, like 
like you said, that it was Elfman. But as soon as I heard this song, I was like, this sounds exactly like Batman. <laughs> and then in the opening credits, uh, it's a uh, music by Denny Elfman. And then the other half of this was Stephen Sondheim, which I was surprised even more oh, by. Because yeah. <laughs> like, as a kid, I didn't know who the fuck Adam and those guys were. But uh, now I'm like, oh, okay, that explains why the, the musical numbers are so like well done and elaborate. Um, but also, just surprised that he, you know, got brought into this movie. Uh, just a, a weird thing for me. Um, but yeah, like like Alex said, the the song and dance numbers are are all pretty tight. Um, and then yeah, the the Elfman score, yeah, it's it's fucking Batman. Like <laughs> it's it's like one shade to the left of Batman. Yeah. Like you could you could take the score and like replace the Batman score, no one would know the difference. Like, yeah, uh, it's still yeah. cool. It just I feel like not a lot of effort was <laughs> stayed to change it. I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm not a composer, but uh, and this came out 1990. Batman was 89. It was just like literally. All right, just take <laughs> yeah. the same score. Just <laughs> see Beatty yeah. watching Batman. I'm gonna steal this part of my movie. See, see, <laughs> that's a warm Beatty talks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and also, just again, it, it bears repeating that Sondheim <laughs> did this. This uh, I don't even. I, I wouldn't even call it like a summer blockbuster movie, but it pre- basically was. I don't remember. But a lot of people were in this that <laughs> you wouldn't think. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is surprising. Yeah. And I will say too, I had at this point never even heard of Al Pacino or Dustin Hoffman or. Godfather or anything like that. All that stuff was like way past me. Yep. So when I watch it now and I see at one end of the table is Michael Corleone, the other end of the table is Sonny Corleone. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But as a kid, what the fuck's going on? Yeah. Um, you know. Anyway, I think yeah, I, what, I knew about nice. Al Pacino because of Scarface. I just remember as a kid thinking, how come Still. that guy's not wearing makeup? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably, James Conn was probably like. No, I won't be doing that. Come in, be a boom, Molly, all of your shit right anyway, I believe. All right, Alex, number six. My number six is all the great just use of color in this movie. The the set design, the costuming, it was all like really loud, but it wasn't like offensive, and you got used to it pretty quickly, especially with all the great matte paintings that they had. It was all very stylized and... Uh, and cohesive in a way that worked for me at least I loved it and the fact that they sometimes they broke up the build some buildings were like really bright but other ones just plain gray and just the accents were really bright it was pretty cool yeah like they they stuck to like a primary well not the literal primary color set but like just four or five different colors for everything yeah it was primary secondary there's a there's some greens I don't know if I saw purple in there somewhere but I, when I said primary, I just meant, like, they only used, like, four or five colors, like, in shades of those colors. Right. Well, you know, that's uh, red, blue, yellow, and then the secondaries are just the ones that combine to make the other ones. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to mimic the comic strip? I don't know, because it was black and white forever, so who knows when it actually started getting put in color. Yeah, I know. But, yeah, it worked. Well, wait, so the Sunday funny comic strips weren't in color, even back in the day? Like, uh, You know, I, I, I have no idea when that started. I'm, I'm guessing when, when this came out in the... What, 30s? Yeah, probably not. 
But yeah, at some point, mm-hmm. like a long time ago, probably, yeah, the Sunday paper probably had it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, my number six was, uh, I don't know, whatever, Breathless Mahoney's character. What's No Face's name? No Mahoney's? Face? <clears throat> the oh. Blank. Oh, blank. Mahoney. <laughs> Her boosh voice was kicking my ass. Uh, you are free say of the carbonite. Yeah. <laughs> Your eyesight will return. God damn. I had to look it up. I didn't see, though, if it was the same voice. But um, Well, actually, I know for a fact the voice of Boosh is the voice of E.T., so I should reverse look that up and see if E.T. is the voice of this guy. Oh, anyway. I'll be answering that question. Don't worry about Okay, it. good. Boosh, boosh bump? Boosh yeah, bump. boosh bump. So <laughs> the Boosh voice definitely stood out for me. That's my number six. Scott. Uh, six was the, the color palette. Okay. Alex, number five. My number five is <laughs> the the little fight scene that Dick Tracy had in the Wacky Shack. Where yeah. he, he follows the, the kid and he's, you see that he's actually pickpocketing for somebody else. A mean man with some, of course, very heavy prosthetics. And then he gets into his fights and Tracy's just like... <laughs> No form or anything whatsoever, just haymakers left and right. And I love that the shack is swaying like in a very cartoonish fashion, back and forth. Uh, it was fantastic. They just got a kick out of that whole fight. That whole scene looked like the entire thing was a matte painting, except for him. Except for the hut. Yeah, the exterior. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think it was. Mm. It looked awesome. All right, uh, my number five, Madonna's nipples in a kids' movie. <laughs> I, yep, Rated PG. Yep. Uh, honorable mention. <laughs> There's so many racy shit going on here. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I saw it, and I was like, did I just see it? It was like a Seinfeld episode. I'm not sure, but I think I saw a nipple. And then she just flat out like comes into the light, and I'm like, those are Madonna's nipples. So I was like, what? Is this PG-13? And like, nope, PG. Yeah. So. Aren't you going to frisk me? I'm like, Jesus. So. She's like laying out know. on his desk, like <laughs> PG thirteen, PG uh, back in the. But this is the, that's not even the eighties; it's the nineties still. Yeah. People, people getting broke um, down. Do I remember correctly that Madonna, Warren Beatty were a thing during this oh, or no? Yeah, they were. Uh, they were shagging up. Okay, I don't know. I if thought this I was, remember that. They, they. I, I don't know if it was during filming, but that like around that time for sure. Okay. Um, right, anyway, Madonna's Nipples is my number five. Scott. Madonna's Nipples is also my number five. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> number five uh, is Mandy Batinkin's laugh. Like, out of nowhere. <laughs> uh, you, maybe you guys were fast-forwarding to things, I don't know. But after uh, 88... <laughs> it was like the Barbarian's laugh Yes, the Barbarians. Exactly. Yeah, so I was just going to say that. I'm oh, like, sorry. I'm sorry. like, I bet, I bet Jeff was... Was gonna think that it was the same thing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Such, so which which came first? I think. Uh, <laughs> I think one is an homage to the other. Clearly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just Mandy Patinkin just busting out that laugh. <laughs> such a weird, like, I I can see how it happened too. Where he was like, okay, well, I'm not. I don't get to wear all this makeup, but I need to do something to like make it comic. So here we go. 
And nobody even thinks anything of it. Like, no one's even looking at him. They're just like, okay. Well, look at the way these people look, Scott. No one's judging yeah, anybody in this. Yeah. This is actually very, like, Eagle Tame. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, just uh, what, what would have happened? Like, Patinkin just came up to the set that day and was like, all right, Warren, I got an idea for you. <laughs> yeah, Wait, nobody was weird. telling anybody they were going over the top in this that's movie. true yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that is absolutely true yeah. except for Warren Beatty who maybe could have yeah. uh, you know mm-hmm. directed himself to put a little more uh... I was just going to say the same thing he's so lifeless and boring in this movie I mean I, I think that works so. well kind of and anyway well it's not on my list, but if anybody else is going to talk about that, we can talk right. about it. Uh, but yeah, man, he Batikin's laugh. It's so bizarre. <laughs> All right. Alex, number four. My number four is I want to talk about Pat Welsh. And Pat Welsh is the lady that did the voice for Boosh and for E.T. Oh, nailed it. However, she's only, and she's not credited in any of these movies. She only actually has a real credit in, like, some old-timey movie. Uh, yeah, she only has three credit, and she's not credited in either E.T. or uh, Empire. I mean, uh, Jedi. But I am certain <laughs> that she also did the voice for Dick Tracy, but I can't find any documentation. I can't find anything that links her to Dick Tracy. She dubbed. She dubbed Warren Beatty. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. So, I mean, it sucks because it, I mean it's Boosh. You can't. Yeah. It's it's like with ninety nine point nine percent certainty. I know it's the same person that did that voice. I want to. I gotta find it. I would I'm agree with you. I mean, I already yeah. said it. So. Yeah. So yeah, here's to you, Pat Welsh, wherever you are. Did I ever tell you? I, yeah, go ahead. Uh, one time I was falling asleep listening to the commentary on Return of the Jedi, and, and Ben Burt, who is the sound guy of all the Star Wars movies, or at least the, the originals, um, he was talking about how I found this lady through Steven Spielberg who had this terrible smoking voice, but I put it through one of my filters, and she sounded like this. But then he just he started talking. I think it was him. Started talking like E.T. in my commentary. And you know my fear of him. So I'm falling asleep. All of a sudden I'm hearing E.T. over the commentary. It's freaked me the <laughs> fuck out. Ouch. Oh, yeah. Yet. Yeah, exactly. You are free of the carbonite. <laughs> mm-hmm. And even as a kid watching this movie in the theaters and seeing the blank for the first time hearing him, I was like, "What? who the fuck is that? He's like, oh, it's, it's Princess Leia in disguise. I fucking knew it. <laughs> yeah, it gave away the whole Madonna thing because you just assumed it was <laughs> yeah. the girl inside. That, that was good. Mm-hmm. We'll talk a little bit more about that real quick. So, they they in the marketing, they're like, who's no face? It's like, A, counting on people knowing who the fucking Dick Tracy characters were, <laughs> which nobody did at that point. And B, like, okay, it's not going to be these other schmucks, you know, in the makeup, like, it's going to be Madonna. And, yeah, sure enough. Anyway. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember being surprised as a kid. I, I, I think, I, yeah, as a kid I was surprised. But, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. as an adult, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, as I mentioned earlier, as I was watching, things were popping up. Like, I totally forgot about the whole no-face thing. 
But as soon as I saw no face, I'm like, oh, yeah, it's Madonna. Like, I remember that being a reveal. <laughs> the other thing I remembered is after the montage of them uh, putting the the microphone in the uh, tapping the uh, big boy's room. I just knew it, it's going to end with going, Tracy, Tracy, Tracy. Yeah. Nailed that one, too. All right, on to my number four. So Alex is number six or seven, whatever. It's the Batman, Batman-esque nature of this movie. It's ridiculous. We already talked about the elf and music, all the matte paintings. Uh, the it was probably filmed on the same Warner Brothers lots and everything. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the exact same thing except for a black cape. It's a yellow coat. It's it's mm-hmm. pretty bad. Like I said, especially the one time when he's leaping over the building top. So you have the whole Dark Knight thing, and I was like, oh my god. It's I, in a. Go ahead. I laughed out loud in the. So he escapes from the safe room at the top of the building. Yeah, I, think it, <laughs> I was gonna bring that up too. So I was laughing at that, but <laughs> I was laughing even more when they did the close up of him like coming down the ladder. Like that was the big action shot of him, like like not even sliding all the way down the ladder, but just like going down it quickly. <laughs> like. Yeah. That, that was supposed to make the money action shot of, of that. Mm-hmm. Not not very compelling. Right. Uh, and yeah, like, cheap. We talked about him jumping through the window to default, you know, to get Tess. Like, it was such a Batman break in the gun. It's like, big boy should have been, where does he get those wonderful toys? Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Just watch the school. Um, yeah. 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 Apple Watch does more now, and it's... That's 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 hilarious. So that that shit was going on like again like thirties, and it wasn't until like two years ago that they started making those kind of watches that people actually wanted to use. Like yeah. like yeah. figured out how to do it a long time ago, but make making one that was actually like. <laughs> and they predicted how annoying they are. Yeah. All right, uh, Scott, number four. Okay, my my number four is the the montages. Uh, Set to the, the Sondheim music, uh, and then they go both ways. Uh, well, they sure do. Yeah, they do. Uh, it was just the probably the the funnest part of the movie up until the, the end, maybe. But uh, yeah, like the the shot where uh, Warren Beatty s- swings once and like knocks out five dudes. Like in the, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all crowding around him. Yeah, that's just cool. Like all these little, like, like kind of five second stories play out, uh, and as as the, the police crack down and then the crime wave, uh, I don't know, it's just a, a fun part of the movie. Just to mm-hmm. get across the 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 comic book nature of what's going on. Right. And then he said the reverse when big boys. Collecting all the money and everything, and he's juggling dice on the table. Yeah, yeah basically, point, yeah. <laughs> basically doing the Scarface montage. Might as well have been had a tiger. What the fuck, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Alex, number three. My number three is all the use of prosthetics in this movie. Uh, they didn't look real. But for this movie and this in the style that they were going, uh, they look fantastic. They fit right in with everything, uh, except for Little Face at the beginning. <laughs> that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because I mean they didn't really show a far shot 
you know, of his face so you can get like a size comparison. <laughs> so there's only a close up. So it just looked like this dude with a gigantic, like, uh, uh, what was that? The cop from McDonald's that had the Big Mac for a head? I know what you're talking about. Uh, I don't know his name, though. Uh, Grimace. Pat, Constable <laughs> Patio Burger. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, he just Probably looked like a big, yeah, big fucking, like, burger. It, it reminded me of uh, the, was it Thunder? In big yeah, Little China? Big Trouble. No, oh, yeah. That's exactly right. Uh, yeah, right from the start. Yeah, him, the guy that had, like, three foreheads. Like, they're all wrinkled up. And then I wow. couldn't wait until, until I saw a prune face. Later in the movie. I'm rubbing it out. Pruneface looks like uh, Palpatine when he gets the lightning on him in uh, Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) I I thought the rat face too was was, uh, Brian James from Blade Runner for a second. (laughs) Going back to Littleface, I thought the same thing. Alex, I'm like, this guy's got a giant head. And they're like, Jigs up, little face. I'm like, little face? That doesn't make sense. They they do have one shot of everyone around the table, and no one had a big head. So then I was like, oh, okay, I see what they're doing. That was just bad special. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, All right, well, uh, my number three is the same thing. I said just the the crazy characters of this, and maybe all the bad guys with flat top, prune face, uh, I don't know, Skeletor face. There were some weirdos in there. Itchy and scratchy. (laughs) Uh, yeah, uh, I remember as a kid, they kind of dis- disturbed me. Some of them, they were like, "Yeah, yeah. weird." Um, some of them, like the Forsyth one, flat top, I thought was the best one they pulled off. I think. Yeah, I think so too. The, the, cool. the, the role he was born to play. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was. I was not knowing who the characters are. I get a little confused with some of them. Yeah, like. There's, there's like a bunch of dudes that all kind of look like different variations of Pruneface. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like one of them looks like Skeletor. Yeah. Like the the movie version of Skeletor. <laughs> I did I did like when they they do the fake bust at the beginning. Like the cop that arrests him has all the fucked up makeup, so that's like that's how you know he's not really one of the good guys. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys notice that one of the cops? Who's kind of onto them, and he drives, and then he gets shot. You see him get shot in the shadow. I'm almost positive that was a cigarette smoking man from X Files. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of a thick Irish accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, Scott, number four, number three, number three. three. Um, yeah, just following up on what you're saying, all the weird performances. Um, so less less about the makeup, but just. So a lot of these guys are character actors anyways, or, or at least character actors in the sense that they, they don't get top billing and stuff. But uh, you'll start out right off with Dustin Hoffman uh, as Mumbles, the super weird, uh, well, mumbling. But yeah, he's, he's got a lot of makeup on uh, and some, some weird lip prosthetics, so it's like shifted like over two inches to the right. That was... But he was playing it up to the hilt. Uh, Paul Servino in the beginning, again another yeah. like you know, gross, g- g- you know, Goodfellas coming like right off of that. Uh, you know, another 
famous uh, actor. That's true. That's the same year as this, right? Uh, it might have been the same year, yeah. Yeah, yeah I think but, Goodfellas is 90. He's also doing, yeah, the gross eating the oysters and stuff. Um, yeah, Manny Patinkin, the goddamn laugh. <laughs> the, like, true character actor, Manny Patinkin. Uh, mm-hmm. Willing to do whatever it takes. Uh, even, if, even if it means getting brutalized. Uh, William Forsythe, his flat top, you know. Got <laughs> this is right around, like, his his peak. You know, you got uh, Richie Madano from Out of Justice or whatever the hell that one was called. <laughs> and this. Uh, and then not too far off of uh, The Rock. <laughs> yeah. James Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, the author? No, no, no. Uh, so the uh, the linguist? Yes, the cutting linguist. Uh, no, the the principal from Back to the Future. Uh, usually, oh yeah, Strickland. And, and, and you have, why didn't you just use his real name, Strickland? And then uh, the guy from Top Gun, who always plays the hard ass. Here he's just like this nerdy accounting guy. Yeah, he's numbers. Yeah, numbers. So yeah, just <laughs> weird stuff. Um, obviously, Pacino. We'll say more about. Um, you know, mm-hmm. uh, Edo Ross is, is itchy. Um, Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke is a villain. Yeah. I was like, really? It's like, is that? I, di- uh, I didn't know if that was him or not at first. Uh, <laughs> Kathy Bates is in it for like two seconds. And oh, I missed her. Yeah, she, I think she, I did too. Yeah, she's like a, the stenographer. She's trying to... Uh, oh, that was her? To, to write down what Mumbles was saying. Oh, dang. Yeah, that was, that was her. Um, yeah, just... just they're and they're all played it to the hilt too, and it kind of, I don't know, saved the movie. I guess, uh, at least kept it a point higher than it would have been on our on our grading scale. Yeah, uh, it leaned into the rules. Yeah, yeah. Say. But but why do you think they all? So at the beginning, I said you know it was a paycheck, and you're saying it's more than that. But why? Why were they so into this movie? Because helping. Warren Beatty out because uh, this is something their grandma listened to, and they wanted I, to do I, this. Maybe like for the, I guess you know like. For a lot of these guys, this is like not necessarily playing its type because these guys are usually goons or whatever. But to like do something way different, like because the like Ed Ross yeah. playing Itchy is like doing the high pitched voice, and you know William Forsyth is is you know mugging it up as as the doing the flat top stuff. Um, obviously Hoffman got to be super weird here. Manny Patinkin got to do the laugh. <laughs> Maybe that's how he got on. Maybe that was this, the only condition for him coming on board. Uh, Paul Servino got to be all gross and weird. Uh, not the bath. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, they didn't. It wasn't like they just showed up and were mailing it in. Uh, like a couple of the other actors in this, but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just it's it, it was it it helped make the movie funnier than it otherwise would have been. Yeah. Agreed. Mm-hmm. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is, as Scott said, all the eccentric characters. He said it all. All the all the characters and all the actors just matched with their makeup, and then some. Yeah. All right. Uh, my number two is what you guys have mentioned. It's the color and the map paintings. It's. I don't know if I like it or dislike it. It's just definitely there, and you have to talk about it with this movie. I felt the the map paintings were a bit ridiculous sometimes and it was so obvious that like uh, it stood out more than I felt they did in other movies. Mm. 
but maybe that's just because of the color and it's hyper real. You know, all that not hyper real, but it's just like it's so obvious. Yeah, and we're trying to make it look real. Yeah. Um, but I I don't know. Like it's. It's there. You have to talk about it, and it's different. I'll give it that. <laughs> so that's my number two. Scott. Number two is Pacino in this. Just, I, it would be like one of the all-time scenery, hoovering, devouring, however you want to say it, performances, if not for the fact that it, that it is a comic book, and it is supposed to be weird and over the top. But, holy shit, like, this is, yeah. this is Pacino, like, that Max Pacino. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like you you thought like Scent of a Woman, which come which came out like a like a few years later uh, after this, uh, that that wasn't Max Pacino. This was Max Pacino. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so this is my number one, and I have Pacino Pacinoine. <laughs> yeah, Pacino gonna yep. Pacino. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And like he gets like really handsy with <laughs> uh, going back to the whole. Uh, is this a PG movie? Like, he gets super yeah. dancy with the yeah, character. And so, like, there's a bunch of promo shots of, like, them dancing from the movie, or maybe it was from the from footage they got cut down. I don't know. But, yeah, he's up dancing on tables. He's constantly, like, smacking his lips. and uh, Just, you get to say all that weird shit, which is actually kind of funny, how he's constantly saying that everything was by, like, Jefferson or something. Um and then he has, like, the little philosophical thing at the end, which is a little weird, where he's like, I'm having a thought. It's coming. Ah, oh, it's gone. Like, <laughs> like, as an adult, again, I was like, that's kind of creepy. Like, is this supposed to be some kind of innuendo for something else? Uh, but, yeah, just him. Mm. Just being full Pacino. It's worth a watch. Pacino. Pacino. hoo Cause he's got a great ass. And your head is right up. Oh. All right, Alex, number one. Uh, big boy. Right. Like everything that Scott said. Uh, yeah, he's a real son of a bitch slapping around uh, Mahoney. Oh, Mahoney. That, that that was a bit hard to watch. It was like, oh damn, PG. And I let this little tidbit that Al Pacino was a little bit. Uh, angry that he got Oscar nominated for this movie and not another one that came out this year. <laughs> I forget which one, but yeah, he Was got he... the nomination for best actor or best supporting actor in this movie instead of another he got one. Got nominated for this? Yeah. Holy shit! This movie won three Oscars. Well, they are, I'm sure they're all technical. Uh, except for the music one, yeah, it's like best art direction, best makeup, and. Uh, Best music, like original but, songs or yeah, the original song. Okay, okay, not Danny Elfman. Okay, <laughs> nothing original about that. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, there it is, Pacino. All right, my number two is also Pacino. Uh, we've pretty much said everything. Uh, number one. Yeah, sorry, my number one. Um, <laughs> oh. Like, the one scene I do remember as a kid, and it was, like, so over the... Even then, I was like, what's this guy doing? When he finds out about the the tap in the room, and he's just like... The way he's going up to it, and his lips and nose are twitching. <laughs> like, it's like, what the fuck? This guy is crazy. But, um... Yeah, if you kill Tracy, it comes back to me. Yeah. Um, 
All right. Well, Scott, what's your number one? Uh, my number one is the big shoot at the end. So I remember this as a kid, really enjoying it. So I was looking forward to it this time around. And yeah, it was it was dumb, you know, gangster movie stuff from from the twenties and thirties. Uh, but still very satisfying. Like for whatever reason, like it didn't make much sense to me watching it this time around that they all decided to just charge out and die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it was still cool. Like, and then you know the the two heavies got to get their final moments in because they didn't get. Of course, they didn't die in the initial hail of bullets. Uh, but you know, the itchy got to, to shoot one more time and flat top, get out of the car. And the the only thing keeping this PG is that you know the blood wasn't flying everywhere. Yeah, these guys were getting lit up by like pinball machines. Oh, jeez, yeah, ridiculous. And that was a cool shot of the car exploding behind Tracy. Yeah, well, it's gunning him down. I think they only show like, do they actually show any gunshot wounds? Like, maybe for No Face at the end. Uh, the DA maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think he has some squibs, but they don't have any liquid in them. But again. if people were getting straight up murdered in this, it's just the lack of blood is keeping it PG, I guess. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. weird. Uh, but yeah, I, I like the big shootout, and it's fucking ridiculous. Like, you could tell this is the reason why Warren Beatty wanted to do this whole movie, was so he could stand out in the middle of that street with a Tommy gun. And I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't blame him for this. But yeah, just out in the middle all by himself, and like, just like, as like a fucking turret just <laughs> pivoting mm-hmm. and shooting at everything that fucking moved. Yeah, that's my number one. Alright. Oh, I'll read a couple bits of trivia from this and I forgot about it. Did you remember that uh, the the animated short, short roller coaster <laughs> rabbit short. was before this? So oh, that, remember yeah. they were supposed to do a bunch of Roger Rabbit cartoons and I think this is the only other one they did besides Roger Rabbit. I thought there was like two, right? I don't remember. I noticed there's a short in front of Roger Rabbit itself. Right? And then I thought there was just this one. Maybe there was more, but... Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I never came. Um, yeah. What was the other thing I saw? Uh, where to go? Madonna was only paid $35,000 to be in this what? movie. What? Yeah. So that, Jeebus, yeah, H. Yeah, Opera mentioned of, like... They gave her a fucking lot to do in this movie. Like, other than maybe Pacino, like, like constantly cutting back to her in those song and dance numbers. She's got to play the femme fatale. She's got to get sh- spoiler. She's got to get shot at the end. Like, for mm-hmm. thirty-five grand, maybe yeah. she really wanted to do the Sondheim stuff or something. I guess. Like, maybe she worked out another deal with on the music side. Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe she's a woman and she got screwed. Probably that. Fight, fight by one <laughs> Oh. Uh, yeah, that's 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 insane to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, obviously yeah. she she probably wasn't hurting on money, but um, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm actually very curious, like, like how she was like, yeah, that's fine. Maybe she just wanted to be in a movie because she hadn't done a lot of acting at that point, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, like desperately seeking desperately seeking Susan or something like that, and then this, I don't know. Yeah. Um, in early production, Tim Burton was offered the chance to direct the movie. Uh, no shit. Um, 
And then uh, the last one I wanted to read off was Al Pacino initially declined credit for the film and wanted the work under a pseudonym. The top souvenir magazine credits his role to Guido Fraschetti. Jeebus <laughs> H. <laughs> oh. Hey. And oh, the other one, the, the, one of the, the first offered the role to Macaulay Culkin to pay the boy, and instead he did Home Alone. He made the right choice. Yep, good call. There was another one. Oh, yeah, Gene Hackman turned down the role of Lips Manless because I guess he didn't like working with Warren Beatty. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? A uh, few. Okay. Um, so we kind of mentioned it, but I definitely feel like Beatty was kind of coasting through most of this. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he gets animated, I guess, when there's action going on. Um, he gets a little grumpy at times, but I, as a kid, it was whatever. You know, I didn't didn't really care. But now it's like, yeah, I don't see him as an ass kicker. This this guy in his mid fifties. He's <laughs> Dick Tracy's like the original Lantern Jod. Like he's he's like Superman basically. You know, yeah. Lantern Jod, and he's supposed to be stoic, which I kind of maybe that's what. He was going for a little bit. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's a fine line between stoic, stoic and just boring. Yeah, it's just yeah, it didn't do much for me. He was he was okay, he's fine, but yeah, it was like him as an ass kicker wasn't really buying it. Um, we talked about the how racy things were, how fucking the promotions for this were fucking insane. Yeah, um, and it's honorable mention for uh, Glenn Headley. Um, Who's Headley? Headley, uh, <laughs> one, one of my favorite actresses, um, who, who died a couple years ago, unfortunately. But uh, hmm. uh, yeah, she she test true heart. Yeah, that her, her role with him. That's very. That's the very Roger Rabbit portion of this. I feel right. Like there's parts that scream Batman, but those parts with him and her scream Roger Rabbit to me. And then once again, I think same with the filming locations. It just parts of LA that kind of, they make it look like old LA still is what made it feel like Roger Rabbit to me in some parts. Yeah. I I I want to say one thing though, even, even as a kid, this is well before I saw Robotech, like it it was a a similar, uh, Lynn Mimay slash Lisa Hayes situation. (laughs) Yeah. Where I was like, if if he goes with Mahoney, he's an idiot. Clearly, Tess is the his best girl, as they say. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part because of uh, Lynn Headley, although she doesn't get much to do in this, so it's kind of unfortunate. She's a dame. Yeah, she so no one mentioned the kid. That's right, Charlie Corzmo. Corzmo. You see, I mean, he didn't bother me as much as I thought he would. Yeah. He's actually pretty. Yeah, he was, he was decent. He was very decent. Yeah. All right. Well, let's rate it. Uh, as usual, we rate on a scale of one to seven. One being garbage, seven being perfection. Alex, what do you rate this film? I'm gonna give this movie a strong five. Uh, I still like it. Warren Beatty. Yeah, like you said. Uh, it. I mean, it works to juxtapose all the crazy characters and all the villains that he is up against, but he could have put a little bit more effort into it. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm still entertained by this movie. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'm a four. I really didn't enjoy this movie. Didn't hate it. 
Um, as movies from my childhood, usually they fall one way or the other. This one just kind of falls like bleh, right where it was. I remember like, as a kid, like I said, I saw the theater and I was kind of so looking forward to it. And then when it came out, I was like, huh, all right. Back to Batman and Star Wars, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and now it was, I found myself looking at my phone more than I probably should have. Because Warren Beatty, it was whenever it was Warren Beatty, I was like, <laughs> yeah. ugh. Yeah. Um, so yeah, four for me. Scott. Uh, four as well. Um, it's it's worth a watch as an adult because of all these actors. If if, if you're into you know you're a movie nerd like I am, um, but still enough fun going stuff, still enough fun stuff going on, and then it, it is I, I don't necessarily say refreshing, but it was nice to see something based on comics that isn't the you know full on superhero, superhero CGI madness yeah. that works. Like yeah, this isn't mm-hmm. great, but you know, there's there's enough stuff going on here from a comic point of view that that makes it worth the watch. All right. And do you guys think it would be worth Hollywood to remake Dick Tracy? It's fucking like it's clearly Warren Beatty wanted to do this. Like, mm-hmm. right. I think that's it. Like, although a <laughs> crossover st- uh, strip, uh, I think it's going to be a few of these, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't see them doing that. It makes no sense. Yeah, no. neither do I. All right, well, let's get into our crossover topic, which is what, Alex? Uh, movies or properties or other stuff based on comic strips. Correct. And so, not or comic movies. books, comic strips. Just yeah. to be a little clarified right. here. All right. Well, what's your number five? My number five is Garfield. Nice. I remember liking the cartoon. Uh, when I was a kid growing up, and I had some of the Jim Davis collections of Garfield's, like those uh, really long rectangle books. Yeah, me too. I had a few of those. Uh, and yeah, I didn't see the movie. Yeah, like don't, the... don't, don't, don't go watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. So you said the TV show. Was there an actual Garfield TV show or a, just the specials? There, was a, there were the specials, and there was the Saturday morning yeah, the Garfield series. and Friends. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I had a really hard time with this list, and almost all of mine are cartoons, um, which I guess makes sense. And number five, I didn't even know, so I had to look Smurfs. online. <laughs> no, I did not do the Smurfs, and I did not. Was that really a comic strip? Yeah. The Phantom? Um, never seen The Phantom. Uh, Adam's Family apparently was a comic strip. Yep. So... I, I did not know, know that. about that. Yeah, I only know it from the black and white TV show, and then the later on the movies they made in the probably around the same time this came out. I don't remember, but uh, there's a, there's a, yeah, there's an Adams Family movie out right now. Yeah, that's true. A, an animated one that looks three me- dimensions. <laughs> so anyway, I my dad loved the Adams Family show, so we watched that on rerun Nick at night all the time. So I, what's really, a rerun? I, <laughs> easy. Uh, <laughs> Something Hervey. <laughs> uh, anyway, the reruns, and then, like I said, when the movies came out. And the best pinball game of all time is Adam's Family Pinball. Just throwing it out there. So. Hard to argue right. with that. <laughs> Greed. Uh, Scott, number five. <laughs> five is a, is a really, really weird movie. Uh, it's directed by Robert Altman, starring Robin Williams as Popeye. 
Oh, it's on my list. Uh, it's higher on my list too. Yeah. This is this is uh, I, as as was coming up the list, I I remember that this is one of those ones that would show up on the, like the channel thirteen as a kid, like the local. Yeah. <laughs> and at no point could you turn on this movie and understand what the fuck was going on. Yeah. It's like okay, that's Popeye. Like you recognize the characters. Like okay, that's that's who all the characters are supposed to be. I think you recognize Popeye and Olive Oil. The rest, I don't remember ever seeing yeah, in a cartoon before. Pluto, Brutus. CP, Brutus. Was it Brutus? Or, or I think it was Pluto. Yeah, Pluto. Pluto. Um, mm-hmm. Sweet Pea. Wimpy. Wimpy. And then there was Popeye's dad, which I don't think was part of the thing. That was very well yeah, Pappy. But it was, it's such a weird goddamn movie. Like, And, and Robert Altman stuff is usually kind of, not, not even that weird, but kind of off the beaten path. Um, but... Yeah, this movie makes no sense. At the end, he punches an octopus. And it's awesome. Yeah, it just... <laughs> I don't know that I've seen this from beginning to end, but I i bet it's going to be unwatchable if we sat down to watch it again. But I just remember, as, as this is the first thing that popped up. Add it to your list. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be careful what you wish for, Jeff. Uh, <laughs> I wouldn't mind seeing this again. Uh, yeah, I saw that in the movie theaters. Wow. And I got an Empire Strikes Back t-shirt afterwards. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes sense. Bribe to go see it. Yeah. I think so. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked it as a kid. I remember like, it wasn't like the cartoons at all, but I liked it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Why it's, doesn't he eat the spinach? Yeah. So it's, <laughs> it's right there. Five, number five is his Popeye. Nice. All right, Alex. Number four. My number four is another cat from the, but this cat's from the streets. He's Heathcliff. <laughs> yeah. Put him a bit higher on my list because this he was a, a street cat, you know, scrounging out a living every day, and he was tough. He loved to get into fights. The dogs were afraid of him. He was a cool cat. He was a cool cat, man. Yeah, yeah man. Uh, I loved Heathcliff, too. I also had those books. Those were not as nice as the Garfield books, but I, I had them. <laughs> yeah. um, and also a short-lived uh, cartoon, too. Mm-hmm. And I watched the cartoon. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, uh, my number four was Popeye. Uh, not the movie I love, but also just the cartoons. Um, yeah, gr- grew up watching the cartoons, <laughs> obviously. Um, from the black and white ones to the color ones, they did change. Like, yeah, I went from Bluto being the bad guy to Brutus being a bad guy, or vice versa. Um, and that's. Scott, you were talking about the Channel 13 thing. They would show the cartoons, too. It wasn't just really? the movie, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that sounds right. I don't remember, though. Yeah. I also remember the song we used to sing as kids. The I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. Do, 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 do. I live, I in, live a garbage in a garbage can. can. Do, do, do. <laughs> and then there was different variations on that afterward. It involved, like, gas and ass and heater and wiener. God, it's mm-hmm. funny. I remember that, but I don't remember any of the lyrics. <laughs> I turned, I turned on, on the, the heater and blew, blew off my wiener. wiener. <laughs> now I remember it's it. It's Popeye the Sailor <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's gold. Uh, good times. Uh, um, something new to teach the kids. <laughs> yeah, and they can sing it endlessly like we did. Yeah. But yeah, uh, just to follow up what Scott said with the movie, watch it. Robin Williams is brilliant in it. I think it's just oh, it's good, it's good, and the makeup on his forearms is great. And he punches an octopus, and he uses his uh, 
pipe as a periscope. Yeah, propeller. Oh, yeah, periscope. Yeah. So, check it out. So, Scott, number four. Number four, Alex already mentioned it, but The Phantom. Starring Oof. Billy Zane. I didn't think about it until right now, actually. <laughs> so He's beautiful, man. I can't do the Jason Priestley quote, fuck. There's <laughs> got to be some law around here. Got to have some law. Uh, so, this this falls back into the category of Dick Tracy. Of who the fuck thought this would be a good idea? Like, <laughs> yeah, Billy Zane did. Like, I, I mean, as its own action movie that it's based on comic book, it's fine. But I don't think anybody was clamoring for this. Uh, in the same way, nobody was clamoring for Dick Tracy. Um, yeah, these came out like in the the Phantom came out, and then the Shadow also came out. That's right. Yeah. Like uh, close together, right? There's one even after that in the, the late aughts, the spirit. Oh, that one's a piece of trash. Uh, but that, that's a cool like art well, I thought, project. I thought, I thought the Phantom was based more on like radio plays. I don't know though. I uh, thought there was a couple. I well, think the maybe. radio plays are based off the comic strips. That's probably right. like Little Orphan Andy and all that stuff. Like it's... I think they're all <laughs> drink your oval tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but anyways, it's Billy Zane as the titular Phantom, uh, Christy Swanson, Treat Williams as the uh, as the villain. Um, yeah, it was, it was an okay <laughs> comic book movie before. This is around the same time as Blade. Uh, so this is before. Oh, Jeebus. <laughs> so, yeah, this obviously didn't help any of this stuff catch on, but uh, it's a worthy effort. Certainly, worst comic book movies have been made afterwards. Mm-hmm. So that's my number four. This, this is Billy Zane's one big his big chance to become an A-lister. Blew Back it. Then <laughs> Hollywood said, "Back off, Billy Zane." Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh. All right, uh, Alex. Number three. My number three is an unsung animated movie that I. Uh, always has a special place in my heart because it's fantastic and it's terrifying and I believe it was a Don Bluth. It's uh, Little Nemo. You mean Fighting Nemo? Nope. <laughs> Not at all. So the movie's like pretty fantastic and it follows pretty much the same story that the uh, the comic strip did in like three or four panels. All of these like properties that we're talking about were back in the day all just like four panels at most unless you know you got to the Sunday uh, paper and then it had a bit more of it yeah it was fantastic this kid goes gets sucked into dreamland when his bed starts flying uh, and then and they also made a fantastic uh, Nintendo game did you guys play that one nope I don't think so no. yeah I've never That's heard cool. of any of this I think I heard no. I, I, I do good. remember the game though Mm-hmm. The game was cool. There was animals, and you fed them candy to fall asleep, and then you jump on them, and then you could ride them. But that was Interesting. the whole game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like all your powers and different movesets came from monsters you could tame. All right. Well, uh, my number three is another cartoon, afternoon, after-school cartoon, Dennis the Menace. Uh, oh, I love it. it. I should have thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that cartoon as a kid. Oh, Mr. Wilson. 
I know there was a movie and stuff. I don't really remember that very well. I know it was with what's his face, Bad News Bears guy, but yeah, uh, the cartoon I loved. I w- remember watching that religiously. I don't know how old I was. I just know I watched it somewhere between Ducktales and Rescue Rangers or something. I don't know. Yeah, I think it was also like with Heathcliff too. I think maybe those were kind of paired together. Oh yeah, like back to back. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, Dennis the Menace. Just a troublemaking kid and his neighbor. <laughs> Scott, number three. Let's see. Right, so my number three is... Yep, Jeff already brought up Adam's family. Okay. Uh, mostly from the movie around the same time as Dick Tracy, actually. But, uh, there right. it is. <laughs> Alex, number two. My number two is Popeye. Uh, I was going to bring up more, uh, you already mentioned the cartoon and the movies, but there was also a, uh, I don't want to say terrible Nintendo game, but it wasn't good. I remember remember being out, but I don't think I ever played it, yeah. You had to save olive oil, but to do that, you had to go around just one level and keep collecting musical notes or something, and then every once in a while, a can of spinach would appear, and then you can defeat all the... Bluto's or Brutus's or whatever. Okay. Uh, my number two, you already mentioned, was Garfield. Um, I had forgotten about the show, but I must have. Now that you mentioned it, with like normal and like, oh, like I remember all that. And it wasn't no, there the um, one that he sent to Abu Dhabi. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't there the farm animal show in between? Yes. That's the end friends, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah yeah. Um, there was so yeah, that... enough Garfield material to carry the. <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, was it Mondays. US, U.S. Acres? Was it U.S. Acres? Something Acres. Yeah, something Green it acres? wasn't. It wasn't Acme Acres. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, there was like the egg that never came out of chill. Yeah. 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 Uh, but I remember more of the specials. I remember there was like a Halloween special I really liked from Garfield. And uh, anyway, yeah. Obviously, I always loved drawing Garfield, so he was one of my favorites. <laughs> Still do to this day. Uh, comic book's not very uh, stimulating, but I liked it. Cool pictures. Stupid Odie. Scott, number two. Number two is Flash Gordon. Oh, that's my number one. Flash! Ah! Uh, arguably the best theme song ever. But... Uh... <laughs> Mm-hmm. This is this is uh, there had to be massive amounts of cocaine that went into filming this thing, but uh, this is a weird. This is before after Star Wars. Uh, what was? Yeah, I don't know. I want to say it's after Star Wars. Yeah, trying to capture that whole zeitgeist and failing miserably, but on its own, it's a it's a very weird piece of. Uh, sci-fi cinema uh, again with the the Queen soundtrack um, and this ultra weird setting uh, with all these like Shakespearean actors Max von Sydow Timothy Dalton uh, having to like say some of the dumbest shit ever recorded uh, Brian Blessed uh, is great in this Bless- I thought it was Blessed I don't know Blessed <laughs> Uh, his deep booming voice is always always rad. 
uh, yeah, this is this is a super weird movie, um, but it's definitely worth a watch. There's there's some wacky stuff going on here. Hmm. Movie's great. I've never seen it. <gasps> it's going on the list. All right. I may have seen it. Actually, <laughs> I've seen it. You should put it on your list. And the question mark opens it up for a sequel. That's right. <laughs> That's the awesome spoilers. Super awesome sound spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Scott's number two, and it was also your number one, Alex. Yep. Anything you want to add? Uh, no. Oh, except that in Ted, I guess the the guy that plays Flash makes Sam, like a guest. Sam, ap- Sam Jones, I think. Yes, there's Sam Jones. He makes a guest appearance in the movie, and it, it's fantastic. And they ask him, "He's like, dude, we got a party like it's the '80s." <laughs> He's like, well, how do you do that? Do a bunch of coke and bang some girls named Tiffany. <laughs> uh, gold. All right. Uh, well, my number one is the Peanut Specials. So, oh Chris- yeah, Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie, or whatever the Halloween one's called now. <laughs> it's I the great, it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. There you go. Um. And the Thanksgiving one, I think there was one. Anyway, any of the Charlie Brown stuff I Charlie loved Brown as a kid. Rehab. Yeah. <laughs> a boy named Charlie Brown. I have not watched him in forever. I know that new movie came out, which I heard was pretty good. Didn't yeah, see it. Yeah, I liked but... it. Yeah, it was, it was cool. All right. Um, so, Peanuts, my number one. Scott. My number one is the specifically Charlie Brown Christmas special. Okay. Um, it's you know if if you do choose to have like any kind of viewing traditions for for Christmas, like I don't see how this wouldn't be one of them. Uh, the Vince Guaraldi soundtrack is is timeless. Um, it's still like the best Christmas soundtrack for anything. Um, you can put it on and like not be annoyed. <laughs> um, and our, our local uh, radio station has already started the 24-hour-a-day Christmas music. Uh, one of our local stations. Which Billings one? Not be the... uh, coast? It's usually uh-huh. Coast or The Wave or, you know. Uh, yeah, they've already started station. on it. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's... It's exactly what you think it would be. But... Uh, but if you do, every once in a while they will they will play like one of the Vince Guaraldi tunes. That's great. The Charlie Brown Christmas. Yeah. Or you can go on Spotify or Pandora. Yeah. Or... yeah. You don't have to listen to the local radio station. I guess. <laughs> I guess. All right. Uh, any honorable mentions? All right. Mm-hmm. It's time for Alex. No sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball. Uh, so this one's kind of, well, yeah, sports related. Cause I just saw an episode of always sudden in Philadelphia where Charlie and Mac find out that UFC fighters are all drinking their fight milk, fight like a crow yeah. and <laughs> they're drinking it only so they could like do explosive diarrhea and vomiting constantly so that they can make their weight <laughs> pre-fight weight. And it was yeah. Very disgusting, but I mean, some of these fighters do do some crazy stuff and some like even last to the minute workouts. 
in like like big sweatsuits and everything, and they all have like secret routines that they do in order to lose weight. Uh, it seems uh, a bit unhealthy, but mm, it's only the weigh in, right? And then after that, they yep. can just gain a couple a couple pounds back yep. before the fight. You just have to, yeah, just for the weigh in. And the weigh-in is usually how many days before the fight? Like one or two. Yeah, okay. I, I don't, I don't know about that though. All right. Fight milk. I know, I know. So I haven't seen this episode of Always Sunny, but we talk about vomiting and, and explosive diarrhea. They, right. they, they had to put in specific rules. Now, like that, there has to be like some level of hygiene. So, like as a tactic. Like, dudes wouldn't, like, bathe for a week and get all, like, smeggy and stuff. And so, like, you know, if if you're, like, hit, like, some guy's got you, like, in a figure four or whatever, and you're basically your face is near his asshole, like, you're going to gag. Oh, gross. So they, they made a rule about that, like, that <laughs> if they can smell you coming, I think it's something like if they can smell you coming in the ring, then... <laughs> That's that's a bad. Like that's, that's you gotta that's hit the showers. Yeah, some something like that. I I don't know the exact rule, but there are. I mean, some it's a good rule. way. It's a good way to hide the fact if he punches you so hard you shit your pants. You just shit him beforehand anyway. Yeah, like, <laughs> well, yeah. That, that has happened during fights where dudes have shit their pants and they like have to stop and like pour water down the guy's pants or something like that because I don't think they'll call it, which is fucking gross. But anyway, mm-hmm. we should all be UFC fighters, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Sounds fun. For as much as we shit our pants, yeah. It's time for Neom News. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so a a quick review. Well, a couple, couple quick reviews, and then uh, we'll talk a little bit about uh, Disney Plus. Uh, so started watching the the new season of Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy's Jack Ryan, on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime, and. I'm just not as into it as I was the first time around. Um, it's all they—they've kind of dumped up the action. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> maybe it's because I'm a nerd, but I'm more interested in like, like, uh, Patriot Games when they're all just in the CIA office going through stuff, moving satellites. So that's more exciting to me than to see Ugh. John Krasinski like. Walk around a dock trying to find stuff. Like yeah, I don't know. Um, it's got Nubi Rapace in it, which is which is great. She's fantastic. But yeah, I don't I don't know if we're gonna get through this. Uh, apologies to any of the John Krasinski fans listening in. Uh, Lindsay, <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry, does he like say something and then look at the camera and just shrug his shoulders? All constantly. <laughs> it's kind of weird. Always flirting with the receptionist. Yeah. yeah. Uh, My wife uh, can't stand his uh, Shrek-like nose. <laughs> what? She's <laughs> like, I can't look at him. He looks like his nose looks like Shrek. Look at him. Oh, I'm gonna have uh, her and Lindsay get into a fight next time we meet. Them's fighting words. So I tried to read a John Clancy book one time. I couldn't, but it sounds like for the reason that Scott likes, I didn't like. It was so technical. It was just like. Well, reading the schematics of a submarine and shit. Yeah, like, that, fuck, I don't care. Yeah, no, that that's not, that's not quite what I, what I was talking about. Just more like see like them like like doing detective work. Yeah, with yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to spy stuff. 
Like I, I don't know. Okay. Um, it's like what? What are the technical specs in the silent uh, propulsion system that the Red October uses? Yeah. <laughs> right. We're just describing that for pages. It's like oh. Yeah, no, I've I've read a couple of books, and yeah, it's like okay, there's some political intrigue going on, some spy stuff. All right, it's interesting. Some dudes are like trying shooting each other. All right, and then here's <laughs> here's twenty pages on how the like the latest U.S. not even a cruiser like I don't even know what the fucking classifications of ships are, but like one that's not really even used for like direct combat, that's just like part of the fleet. Like here's the specs on this thing. I'm like okay. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's I, nice this was back in high school. I, I, I might have been Red Hunt for Red October or something. I was like, oh. Uh, so, it's that. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's it's not bad. I'm just not super into it. Uh, the other thing that I found out about um, is that there there's a new uh, Sinichiro Watanabe series out. This is the guy that that directed Cowboy Bebop. Um, Samurai Shampoo, uh, Space Dandy. There's a new series out uh, called Carol and Tuesday. Um, and this mm. one is, is uh, well, I, I haven't seen Space Dandy, but this one's a lot lighter than, than some of his other stuff. Uh, where there's not like people constantly trying to kill each other. Um, and Space Space Dandy is racy. I've only seen a few episodes, okay. but. I mean, one of the, the 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 a chain of space restaurants is called Boobies. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> Boobies. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, the the whole premise behind this thing is that there's uh, it's the future, and they're on some other like Mars or something. It's been like partially terraformed, um, but there's these two seventeen year old girls that that meet up one day, and they're both musicians, and they they decide to form a band, and it just kind of goes from there. Um, it's it's very much about the music. So the, the the show is constantly stopping for these uh, musical performances by these animated characters. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, hmm. It's uh, you you can see that like that's where all the love went with all the animation and uh, music. And they get people that that uh, if not um, English singers, they get Japanese singers that can sing in English without much of an accent. Um, so yeah, they, these, so they go from you know speaking Japanese to having a voice that does not sound like them, but whatever. Um, and yeah, it's it's again it's it's uh, studio was it Bones. Um, so the the whole thing's gorgeous. Um, it's it's lighter fare, um, and yeah, I, I totally recommend it. I just got through an episode that that had me laughing out loud without spoiling anything. Alex, you should you should watch this. Um, cool, I definitely will. Yeah. Um, I don't look up anything about this online because I don't <laughs> like the episode I just saw is, is probably going to go viral, um, at, le- at least <laughs> okay. amongst, new, amongst nerd circles anyway. Um, so yeah, the Carol on Tuesday, um, I like I dig it. Um, and so we are on to Disney Plus. Uh, I believe before we started that Jeff said that he's going to stay up to watch The Mandalorian. Is that correct, Jeff? I'm going to try. Okay. I'm fading fast here. <laughs> As <laughs> we're recording this. <laughs> It's 30 minutes away from launching. Okay. Wow. Um, so I did a little bit of, uh, not research, but I looked up again, like, okay, what's going to launch with this thing besides ESPN and whatever else? Um, but the actual content. Um, so basically, it's fucking all of Disney's catalog, like their older movies, animated or otherwise. Um, 
not all the MCU stuff is in there. Uh, and I, I'm not quite sure what else is missing, but I don't really care. What was that? Is that Disney? Club? I just logged in right now. It's actually live hey, right now, oh. I think. Well, we should just have you commentate the first, like, ten minutes of The Mandalorian to, to finish <laughs> this out. Ooh, cool logos. <laughs> so, uh, just a few things that, uh, you know, and I'll, I'll turn over to you guys. Sorry, this shit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it over to you guys. Uh, if there's anything you guys are looking forward to on this, but just a few things that are going to be available. Obviously, The Mandalorian. Uh, I won't say much more about that. Uh, the X-Men animated series is going to be ready to go on this, though. So I might have to give that a whirl. It's It's been a long mm -hmm. time since I've, I've watched those. Uh, we'll see how well they hold up. Uh, but I always remember that being like the only good Marvel cartoon or animation. <laughs> uh so we'll, we'll see how that goes and then it's going to have all the Simpsons so that's going to be the new place to get it uh, I forget where it was before was it on Hulu? Uh, it, it, the recent seasons are on Hulu okay yeah and this is the first time they've ever been commercial free anywhere oh okay well there's a, if you're a huge Simpsons well unless fan. you get the DVDs yeah sure I, yeah sure I just pulled it up right now. Season 1 through 30. Wow. Jesus Christ. Just go through 1 through 12, folks. Is, yeah. is it 12? The, thir the 13th, 13 if you're adventurous. So, okay, 1 through 13, and then you can still watch the Treehouse Horror, or the Treehouse episodes. Yeah, so those are better than most. If not, yeah, you know what? I'm, reading, I'm looking at season episodes from season 3, or 13, and... um. Not too good. You still have to just get to the the. God damn it! I can't say it. The treehouse of horrors. What the fuck is wrong with me? Horrors. Horrors. Uh. The the one that has the opening that's directed by Guillermo del Toro. Oh yeah, that was good. Yeah, some, some good stuff there. But uh, yeah, that's basically it. So this this new streaming juggernaut has joined the the fight. I, I can't imagine what's after this. Because I know Apple's got shit going on. Um, Amazon. Google's like... The, the only one that hasn't like doesn't have a direct streaming service right now. But they have like Twitch and uh, YouTube, right? So... Yeah. I guess, you, I guess YouTube is their, their, their pseudo streaming service, right? Uh, so this might be it. We might have plateaued with this shit. So we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um... So, yeah, Jeff already has it. Alex, are you going to be picking up Disney Plus? Uh, we'll see. We'll see if we can work on some deals in the back end. <laughs> points, <laughs> points in the back end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so There's, um... I'm looking here. There's lots of stuff here. It looks like it comes with a bunch of National Geographic stuff, too. Oh, there's, there's going to be some weird series hosted by Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah, I saw that. So that yeah. alone might be worth the price of admission. Uh, we'll see, though. Uh, yeah, that's that, it, it's a crazy time we're living in with all these streaming services. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, that's basically all I wanted to, to go over. Alex, anything you wanted to mention? Uh, I don't know if I mentioned that I was playing Outer Worlds. Game is good. Okay. Yeah, I'm, go I'm, play I'm, it. I'm still like in like the first forty-five minutes of it. So. 
Okay, I've already gotten into like going to different uh, space stations and planets and whatnot. Okay, hmm. it's neat. Yeah, very. It takes a lot from old Fallout stuff. It kind of merges that with uh, um, Mass Effect, the good ones, and it ain't bad. It's working so far. I just want Fallout in space. Yeah. And it it is that. Fallout New Vegas. It is exactly space. that. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff, anything you there want to mention? Um, not really. I mean, well, I guess, yeah. So, obviously, I'm looking forward to uh, Mandalorian. Um, also coming out this week is the new Star Wars Vigi game, oh, Jedi great. Fallen Order. Um, I'll wait to see reviews on that one. Uh, the last time I got jumped into a Star Wars game, it was terrible with Battlefront. Um, so, we'll see. But I heard this is all story mode, which is kind of what I want. So, I'll most likely get it. Yeah, damn! I think I missed. People it. are describing it like a like a Dark Souls game, but with Star Wars. Uh, Dark Souls? Too fucking hard for me. <laughs> right. <laughs> I heard it was more like the. Was it Far Cry or um? What's the one that's on PlayStation with the the guy who's like a Indiana Jones ripoff? Oh, uh... Uh, just cause? No, no, no. no. Oh. It's big, big, big time game. Uncharted. Uncharted, yeah. Uncharted, yes. Mm-hmm. I heard it was more like that, but I don't. I never played that, so I don't know. But oh, okay. Well, either um, way, sounds good to me. Yeah, but definitely looking forward to the new Star Wars show. Um, obviously, when the new Marvel shows come out, that'll be cool. And then yeah, just going back and rewatching all the old Disney cartoons that grew up watching some of my haven't seen or some of I haven't seen since I was like five like I know Snow White I don't think I've ever seen that um, and I never bought the disc or the tape because it was always in the fucking vault so now it'd be nice to actually yeah to we watch saw, it yeah we just saw it recently with the family it's good it's still creepy scary <laughs> yeah. uh, you could definitely tell what characters were you know rotoscoped and it wasn't the dwarves because they have in my opinion like way better animation than the the actual human ones, but it's a good movie. Yeah, holds up. When was the last time you guys went on the Snow White ride at Disneyland? Oh, <laughs> I can't even remember. I'm pretty sure it broke down. <laughs> it is the most. It's the shortest ride, and it has the most abrupt ending. <laughs> You're going through, and the witch, you know, offers the apple and all that, and then it's Snow White is laying there unconscious. You go into this room where the witch or whatever or her minions are trying to like drop a big boulder on the dwarves, and then you make a cur- turn. And it says, "And they lived happily ever after." And the ride's over. <laughs> yeah, the fuck. <laughs> Watch it. It feels like they lost their money halfway through when they made that, and they're like, "Yeah, whatever." Well, they they did it again for the Little Mermaid ride. Hey. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> Like that, right. that fucking it opened up like the same time as the cars, right? It's like, come on, guys, come on, I know. come on. There's a little more effort. That's, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's pretty bad. It doesn't have a long line. No. <laughs> the cars ride has got a it's long true. line. It is, it is yeah. a good way to get out of the heat. <laughs> uh, I did go back to Batu and I uh, went into the cantina for the first time since opening night or whatever. Um, Still cool, still good, um, still expensive, but 
whatever. If you go, I recommend the Batu Bites. So they have a little pub food, and it's a bunch of just random-looking space junk in there, and they're all pretty tasty and savory. So get some of that. Throw down some Whoopi Whoopies or whatever you Star Wars pays <laughs> in. And, uh... Whoopi Whoopies? So you're gonna, Jeff, yeah. are you going to buy another lightsaber droid so that your other lightsaber droid don't get lonely? <laughs> I will not be doing that, Scott. Thank you very much. It's it's hard not to buy anything when I go there. I, I start walking into the thing and you're like, nope, dumbass, get out of there. <laughs> and um, I'm starting the rewatch to lead up to episode nine. I took me two nights, but I finished episode one. You're a braver the, man than I. Do you really need to watch yeah. the prequels, Jeff? Yeah, I rewatch them because, like I said, I'm I'm trying to love star not love stars but not trying to find the good in it and i will say watching phantom menace <laughs> just there like, was a little you're, you're, I, I get it you're just like luke trying to find the good in Darth Vader. yeah exactly it, it's so true every time i talk it's like the parts i don't like i just every time i watch them i just really don't like them. and then the parts i'm like eh. so darth maul showed up that was badass um i forget i forgot how much padme does stuff in the first movie as opposed to the last movie where she didn't do anything except die of a broken heart. So I don't know what happened to her character. Yeah. Um, she died of a broken heart. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm 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 stupidly opti- uh, not optimistic, but stupidly looking forward to episode nine as I always do. I'm, Only to I'm, be let down. I'm going in with low expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not low expectations, but I'm still I get hyped for it. I don't know why, but lowered expectations. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it, and I think uh, maybe I'll start doing. I'll come up with some how Scott was doing his trivia stuff. Maybe I'll do some Star Wars stuff in the last uh, leading up to Episode Nine. Okay. Get us back into that mode. All right, let's do it longer. All right, and that's all I got. So thanks for listening, everybody. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast. I was going to do a Dick Tracy joke, and I don't have any.